And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat here on Business Radio X. We're broadcasting from the Digital Ignitions studios here in Alpharetta. I'm Mike Salmon, sitting in this time for John Ray, who is on vacation. But alongside me, as usual, is Roger Lusby from Frazier and Dieter. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. You and I are here working our fannies off, and, and John's overseas uh, enjoying him. His, a little, you know, uh, R&R. Yeah, really fair, right? Yeah, but he'll be back next time. So we do have a great guest here in the studio joining us from a company called Broniak and Asso- uh, Broniak Associates. Frank Broniak, the CEO, is here in the studio. Frank, good morning. Good morning, Mike. It's great to be here. Great to meet you. Tell us all about Broniak Associates and what your company does. Thank you, Mike. Uh, our company is in the recovery audit industry, and we're based here in the Atlanta area in Gwinnett County, and we perform uh, accounts payable recovery audits for large companies, primarily Fortune 1000 companies, uh, primarily in the U.S., but also throughout North America and around the globe. You were talking a little bit before the show, and you used the word recovery audits. What does that mean? From what you were telling me before the show, you're, you're finding money or credits that companies may not realize they have? That's correct, Mike. Uh, Our clients hire us to do a thorough, comprehensive review of their accounts payable function. And in the course of doing the audit, we identify overpayments that they have made to their vendors. Mm -hmm. And then at the conclusion of the audit, we issue a final report. And the the purpose of that report is to uh, provide the client insights into uh, correcting those situations uh, that enable the mistakes and enable them to fix those going forward and reduce uh, the incidence of overpayments uh, in the future. Wow, very valuable service. I mentioned you're the CEO of the company. Share with us the history of your company. Thank you, Mike. My father started the company in 1972. He was a retail executive, worked for one of the, uh, at the time, local Atlanta department stores. And so he left there and started Broniac Associates, and had a strong retail client base. And he continued to grow the company uh, into a regional player uh, up through uh, the late 80s. And I got involved in the company in 1990. And uh, since then, uh, we've really expanded uh, the role of the company uh, through the industries that we serve. So virtually every industry uh, that you can think of we likely have a client in that industry. Uh, in addition, because our clients are very large companies, uh, many have operations uh, not only in the U.S., but abroad. So uh, over the past several years, we've performed audits in uh, well over 15 countries uh, in addition to the U.S. and Canada. So Frank, you're, I'll go ahead, Roger. Oh, sorry. Frank, we've been blessed to work with you guys for over 25 years now, but I think what is really neat is is that You're now in the third generation there at the company. So speak to that a little bit. Well, thank you, Roger. That is correct. Uh, My father uh, worked at the company until he passed away in 1989. Uh, I joined the company in 90. And uh, in the following years, uh, I was joined by my two younger brothers. Uh, So my brother Paul is currently our CFO. And my younger brother Matt is our director of IT operations. Additionally, uh, my son... Uh, William just graduated from Georgia Tech this past year uh, with a degree in computer science, and he currently uh, works full-time in our IT department 
and plans to continue to work uh, after he starts his master's program at Georgia Tech this fall. Yeah, well, he's, he's a pretty bright guy, and so we wish him luck, and so that'll be great. One of the things that just fascinates me is is the fact that you guys work with Fortune 1000 companies, but yet every year you guys are finding uh, over $50 million of overpayments or double pays or credits that were not realized. Speak a little bit about that and maybe some of the unique uh, proprietary software that you guys have. Sure. Well, our clients are being larger companies tend to process hundreds of thousands of transactions annually uh, to pay their suppliers. And in the course of uh, processing all those payments and transactions, there is inevitably going to be a level of mistake and error. Uh, Typically, that can run from one-tenth of one percent of total spend up to a quarter of one percent of total spend. And these errors can be duplicate payments. They can be miscredits, misdiscounts, uh, paid credit memos, a variety of errors. And a lot of our companies, being large, uh, are going through constant uh, change and transition. Certainly, if a, one of our clients makes an acquisition, uh, you can read about it in the Wall Street Journal or hear about it on the news. But the back office uh, uh, steps to merge those two uh, independent operations together uh, can really create a lot of problems. And that's where our expertise can especially come into play and be very valuable for our clients as they work through merging those uh, two operations together. It boggles my mind that we talk about some businesses where you're going able to go in and find for lack of a better term, lost monies or, or credits that uh, were not realized. And you were saying before the show, you have one client where it's been pretty substantial. That's correct, Mike. Uh, just uh, this year, uh, we surpassed $75 million in recoveries for just one client wow. uh, over about a 10-year relationship with that client. And it's typical with a lot of our clients, they have undergone a number of changes uh, with different system implementations, uh, a lot of change in their in their staffing, and all those uh, issues uh, tend to be risk factors and cause more problems uh, for accounts payable. So uh, our clients know that, and they they recognize that they need to have an independent third party come in and review the transactions and identify. Uh, if there are weaknesses that are that are leading to these types of overpayments, so typically uh, the average uh, overpayment that we find for our clients ranges from five to six thousand dollars, but we also have occasionally uh, some larger amounts that we identify. So, uh, in 2018, year to date, we've recovered uh, two overpayments that were each over a million dollars. For our clients, for different clients, mm-hmm. and so these these types of mistakes, uh, while they typically are smaller dollars, uh, certainly can be uh, much larger amounts. Correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is the way you charge your clients uh, is it's a percentage of what you find. It's a contingency based model. So uh, we offer uh, our services, perform the audit. And we only bill our fees based on actual recovered dollars, uh, monies that are returned to our clients. 
So that's correct. Right. So it's not even what they find; it's what actually got returned. And, right. Uh, so so that that is an important distinction. It seems like a no-brainer for every company out there, especially a large company. And 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 we'll talk about the. You mentioned the Fortune. I think one hundred companies, Roger. You mentioned. Well, I think they work with the Fortune one thousand. Fortune one thousand companies. Mm-hmm. So so especially big companies, but any company, there's no reason not to call Broniak Associates uh, because of the way it works. And so talk a little bit about your proprietary software, Frank, and how that enables your audit teams to uh, to sort of hone in on what areas to look at. Sure, Roger. Our proprietary software that we've developed over many years is called AuditMax. And uh, AuditMax is a series of programs uh, that relies significantly on artificial intelligence uh, to enable us to process and go through uh, huge volumes of transactions, uh, hundreds of thousands or perhaps millions of transactions for our clients in an efficient manner and enable us to uh, pinpoint where the actual overpayments are. So this is a a series of programs that is constantly evolving and changing with our clients. So as an example, uh, one of the recent trends uh, has been uh, our clients' use of purchasing cards, uh, or commonly known as P-cards, which are essentially company credit cards. And a lot of companies have gone to use, utilizing P-cards to process a large volume of small-dollar transactions. Well, what we found is that uh, some of our clients have uh, transactions that are paid through their purchasing cards, but then the suppliers also send invoices in for those same transactions, and they're paid through the accounts payable process, resulting in duplicate payments. Mm-hmm. However, with credit card transactions, as you're probably aware, there's no invoice number. Uh, and the dates can vi- uh, differ from what might be on an invoice. So we've developed the uh, fuzzy logic matching to precisely identify overpayments that occur between accounts payable and other systems like purchasing cards. Yeah, and so then they have teams that will go out and, uh, you know, they, they probably, we file in almost every state uh, tax returns for the company. And uh, and so that's there, and, and, and that's kind of exciting. Uh, for those real Technical folks, uh, the, the software also involves uh, numerology, where they're looking at certain numbers and so forth. And and while I know that there's been a number of times in which you guys have have actually found fraud uh, there at some of the companies, uh, although that's typically not what you're there to do, uh, but you have stumbled across that at times. We have identified fraud. The situation with fraud, although it's not the focus of our audit, it oftentimes comes out because of the uh, precision of the software. Uh, however, what we find with fraud, and keeping in mind that we're on a contingency model, uh, we don't get paid unless we recover the money. And what we often find, although not always the case, is that the fraudsters have spent the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very difficult to recover money. Or the company's uh, reluctant to bring a cause or an action. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may fear publicity. My personal opinion is I think companies would be best served by promoting those situations in which fraud is identified to perhaps hinder 
others from considering doing the same thing. But uh, we do find that there can be some some reluctance to aggressively uh, pursue fraudulent situations. And I was going to ask you about that as follow-up. If you do find fraud, do you typically bring in a third party to investigate that, or is that you leave that up to the company that you're working with? Typically, we'll document uh, the fraud through the uh, transactions and the uh, checks or wire payments, and then we'll turn it over uh, to their internal audit function, and uh, they'll pers- they'll continue to pursue it to resolution. We want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat here on Business Radio X. Our guest is the CEO of Broniak Associates, uh, Frank Broniak. And I uh, want to also let you know that Frazier and Dieter is an award-winning national CPA and advisory firm with deep technical expertise and an even deeper dedication to their clients. Their CPAs and advisors believe in investing in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Dot com. And Roger Lusby, as usual, also here in the studio with us for the uh, the program. Uh, Frank, I mean, I think it's very fascinating what your company does. It's a great service. How do you find new clients? How do you grow the business? That's a great question. And, and some uh, people are surprised to find that many of our client relationships uh, extend over many, many years. In fact, our longest current relationship with a client is uh, just over 30 years that we've been working with one particular uh, very large company for uh, 30-plus consecutive years. And the reason for that is, although we provide, uh, through our reporting, insights into the mistakes and how to prevent them going forward, uh, as is typical with many of our clients, this particular company is in a constant state of transition. So, since we started our relationship with them, uh, they've moved their corporate headquarters and their accounts payable function probably five times uh, to different states. When we first started working with them, uh, they were based in Ohio. Uh, they were uh, uh, in other states and are currently uh, based in North Carolina. So uh, through all that transition, uh, those situations tend to uh, contribute to the incidence of overpayments. So we have a great uh, base of clients through a lot of different industries, and oftentimes we see turnover, and uh, with one of our client contacts goes to a new company, one of the first calls they make once they get settled in is calling Broniac Associates and having us come in and perform an accounts payable review. Uh, for somebody who's new to a uh, client situation, um, hiring us and bringing us in uh, gives them great insight into the status of their accounts payable function and can uh, help enable them uh, set some priorities for what needs to be done uh, within the accounts payable department going forward. So we also uh, have benefited from uh, referrals from uh, Roger Lusby at uh, Fraser and Dieter has referred a couple clients to us through his connections and his involvement with uh, some uh, boards here in uh, the state of Georgia. And uh, I think uh, it certainly makes sense for uh, a board of directors to want to uh, get an independent report from a third party that really has uh, performed a comprehensive, in depth review of their accounts payable and advise them as to uh, 
what sort of problems, what sort of uh, errors might be taking place. Yeah, and as a as a board member of a uh, of a college here, I thought that that was a great idea, and you guys came in and, and did a did a real quick review, and you know it wasn't a profitable review for you guys, but uh, but as a board member, it made me feel good about our processes and procedures there at the college, and of course, I know that the college market was a was a market that you guys were looking at trying to get into, especially some of the state run systems because they have centralized purchasing and so forth. And so that could be pretty interesting as well. But I would think anybody who's on a board of directors of of size uh, mm-hmm. ought to ought to give this uh, ought to give this at least a look. Uh, generally, Frank and his team will come in and 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 they'll look at doing a a one, two, or three year engagement and and look at the records there uh, for that period of time. Yeah, it seems like uh, uh, there's no reason not to, whether it's a board or any company. How many times, Frank, do you go in with a company and, and, and do some work for them and, and you don't find any issues or anything? Because obviously, as you say, you get paid based on what you find. What's the percentage of a company that, you know, companies that you might work with that you don't find anything? You might be surprised that it's pretty close to zero. Uh, based on our, our target market, uh, we're looking at, at companies that are uh, $200 million in revenue or greater. Uh, or financial institutions with uh, fifty billion in assets or more, um, there's mistakes there. Yeah, it's just part of the process uh, because most accounts payable departments are tasked with uh, processing, approving, and paying their suppliers' invoices within a time period. And to do that, uh, there's going to be mistakes made. Uh, so. Typically, and there's always going to be humans involved some somewhere along the line. That's right. When there when there's humans, there's going to be human error. Uh, so uh, we see that, and and some of our clients are uh, testing out uh, uh, scanning technology where invoices are are scanned and uh, taking out perhaps some of the human element. But mm-hmm. we see problems with that uh, where invoice numbers are picked up incorrectly. Uh, you know, an eight might be picked up as the letter B, or uh, a one might be picked up as a, a letter L. So we still see mistakes even when there's uh, non-human involvement in the process. And with technology always changing, and the, your company's been around since the early 70s. You've been involved yourself since the 80s, correct, Frank? Uh, since 1990, yes. Since 1990. Yes. How has... Things, how have things changed since you've been involved? It's really been a revolution. Yeah. Uh, for many years, uh, everything was paper. Uh, in fact, for a period of time, uh, we had an uh, office in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and it was probably 15% office space where our professional staff worked and about 85% warehouse. And we stored our clients' documents uh, while we audited them. And it was huge. In fact, we had uh, clients that would ship all of their transactions for a six-month or one-year period in large trucks. Uh, today, we don't have any of that. Uh, most of our clients are on imaging. Uh, in fact, uh, many of our audits, uh, while we prefer to go on site and work in our clients' facilities, we feel that enables us to build uh, closer better relationships with our clients, enables us to meet other people uh, who can be important in the client's organization. 
we also perform many audits remotely. Uh, so I mentioned our uh, international presence, and I think that's one thing that's uh, unique about our company in that uh, we're relatively small uh, with approximately 100 employees, uh, but we have locations in uh, the U.S. and Canada, uh, and we perform audits in many other countries, uh, including throughout Europe, uh, some in South America, and other locations. So most of those international audits we perform entirely from one of our North American facilities. There are a couple that we still need to go to. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have a trip scheduled in two weeks to go to London yeah. for one of our clients uh, that made an acquisition, and they acquired a company based in London, and they've asked us to come in and perform an audit there. And actually, this is the third audit, uh, third annual audit that we perform there. Gotcha. I'm assuming that there are other companies that do what your company does. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming also that one of the differentiators between you and your competition is the proprietary software that Roger spoke of earlier. Uh, Am I right on both ends there? We certainly have competitors, uh, but they don't do it as well as we do. We pride ourselves on doing a thorough, comprehensive audit, and we train our staff. We're completely committed to training in fact, uh, just in the past couple of weeks, we had an intermediate training session where we had audit staff from other offices uh, across the country uh, come into Atlanta for several days for training. So we train our audit teams in a variety of overpayments. And I think that's really a distinguishing aspect of how we approach the business versus other companies that may only train their staff on one or two types of overpayments. Right. And and there and there are public companies in your space as well uh, that are competitors. But speak a little bit about uh, about what we call first audits and second audits, which I think is a little unique in your space. It certainly is. And in fact, our industry grew out of retail. So most retailers, uh, whether they're uh, grocery stores, uh, department stores, uh, big box or specialty retailers, Uh, Many retailers have a primary audit with a company like Broniac Associates, and they also, following that primary audit, have another company come in and perform a secondary audit after the primary audit is done. And really, I think that reflects the different approaches and the different skill sets of the company. And one aspect of Broniac Associates that we're very proud of is we'll very aggressively pursue second audits. And typically what we find is if we go in in a second audit role and find 50% or more of what the primary audit found, then we have a very strong case for moving into the, the primary audit role at a higher fee. So if uh, our competitor performs a primary audit and identifies a million dollars, and we come in in a secondary role and find 500000 or more, uh, then we have a strong case that we should be moved into the, the primary role. And, in fact, we've had several situations where in a second audit role, we've actually recovered uh, the primary audit findings uh, by a significant amount. As we learn more and more about your business, I'm making a lot of assumptions. I'm going to make another assumption here that everything you do is probably pretty discreet. There's non-disclosures involved because even though it's wonderful for the company that you find this money, 
or credits that they weren't didn't realize they had. It's it's not a great look for that company to know that uh, maybe things weren't all as kosher as they should have been. It's all done uh, confidentially. Uh, we sign non-disclosure agreements with most of our clients, and it's just in the nature of our work to keep that information uh, only within uh, the client right. and a need to know. Right, and, and getting their engagement letter signed and through legal is, is often a time-consuming uh, process as well. That's probably one of the uh, one of the delaying factors. Yeah. In fact, we're waiting on several uh, contracts that uh, we we were expecting prior to July fourth, and uh, due to holidays and vacations, uh, probably come in uh, before the end of July. Right. But but it's understandable because they're they're giving them access to their data, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and so that becomes pretty important. But yeah, I, I know that that's been a lengthy process at times for them. Well, Frank, as we get close to wrapping up our interview, it's been fascinating to find out all about Broniac Associates. You mentioned 100 employees. You're, you're working in 15 countries right now. You've got some offices in major cities throughout the U.S. and Canada. Five years from now, 10 years from now, where do you see the company? How big do you want to go? I can see us expanding by a factor of five in the coming years, and that's what we're working towards. We need to follow our clients. So as our clients uh, evolve and more of their operations are outside of North America, we'll continue to pursue that. And right now, uh, most of that work we can perform from North America. Uh, but eventually, I think uh, you know, we might be looking at uh, opening locations in other cities uh, in Europe and other parts of uh, the globe. As you continue to move forward, hopefully you'll have wonderful relationships like you do with Frazier and Dieter. You were saying some kind words about Frazier and Dieter before the show that we want to make sure we get on the air. <laughs> well, certainly we've worked with uh, Roger and uh, his team of professionals at Frazier and Dieter for over 25 years. And certainly uh, I've come to find their expertise is uh, outstanding, and certainly they are uh, trusted advisors. Uh, in business, and they've uh, provided uh, guidance and input on a number of issues over the years, including uh, related to succession planning. Uh, we've had uh, other uh, partners involved in the ownership of the company at uh, various times and uh, worked with Roger closely to uh, work a su- succession plan to uh, make make that work. And so really appreciate all the uh, the fine work that uh, Fraser and Dieter has done for Broniac Associates over the years. Well, we thank you for the kind words, Frank. And, uh, and Mike, there's, there, 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 there's nothing cooler than to work with clients for a long time and watch them grow and, and achieve the goals that they've laid out. And certainly Frank and Broniac and Associates have done that. So thank you for the relationship. We appreciate it very much. I have to ask one more question before I let you go, and that is that you're in business Got your brothers working with you. Your son's involved as well. Are there ever family gatherings where you're not talking business? Do those happen? <laughs> no, and what I've heard from people who've had chances to uh, see all of us in action is that uh, we work remarkably well together. And I would say that that's true. And as a result of that, uh, whether it's Thanksgiving or Fourth of July or Christmas time. Uh, we always have uh, uh, plenty to discuss related to the company. 
and uh, it's always good conversation, and uh, uh, look forward to those times. <laughs> so dad or mom or whoever is not like, no business talk here at the table, kids. <laughs> So uh, for those that would like to find out more, maybe look into using your services, where can they get more information about your company? Certainly. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, they can visit our website at uh, broniac.com, and I'll spell the, our last name. It's B-R-O-N-I-E-C, broniac.com. Great stuff. Frank, you. Uh, Frank, thank you for coming in uh, and sharing this information. Keep up the great work and uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Mike. Frank Broniak is, the uh, again, the CEO of Broniak Associates, and we appreciate his time. I want to remind you that uh, you can listen to this uh, podcast anytime you want. In fact, you can listen to any of the previous Frazier and Dieter Business Speed episodes by going to businessradiox.com. Select the North Fulton Studio, and you'll see Business Speed right there. You'll see the Frazier and Dieter logo. Click on there, and you can listen to any of the shows you want 24-7. I want to thank uh, Roger Lusby for uh, co-hosting, of course. John Ray will be back in the saddle next time. I'm Mike Salmon, and we'll see you next time right here on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat on Business Radio X. (laughs) 